Good morning to Radha Kalachanji Dam. Good morning to all of the assembled devotees, those that are seen and unseen. It's amazing to think that we're almost at the end of the year. This is the end of August. I think August 29th. And we're continuing to read from Srimad Bhagavatam, the first canto, first chapter, 23rd text. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, the uh, conversation at uh, with the sages, the Namasaranya. But... Before we read and take shelter of the nectar that's been left to us, we like to sing Jayarada Madhava. Jayarada Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Radhamadhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopi Janavallava Kirivaradari Jaya Gopi Janavallabha Hirivaradari Yashoda Nandana Brajacharanjanam Yashoda Nandana Brajacharanjanam Yamuna Tirahanachari Yamuna Tirahanachari Jaya Radhamadhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopi Shanavallabha Kirivaradhari Jaya Gopi Shandavallabha Girivaradari Yashoda Nandana Brajacharanjanan Yashoda Nandana Brajacharanjanan 
take it as a special opportunity to be able to actually wake up in the morning. It's something my parents, my grandparents used to say, in my right mind with the right activity of our limbs. And I don't think most people realize how to be grateful for those things when there's so many people that don't wake up in those conditions around the world. And I think that devotees are aware of all the potential hazardous positions that they can be in. And I, for one, have learned to become very grateful for 
wherever Krishna places me, because wherever he places me is for my own benefit, for my own good, whatever the condition is. But I've probably said that many times sitting here, but it's like it's difficult not to, even if there's nothing, you know, intensely going on in your life, just to, just to be appreciative of what Lord Krishna is constantly giving us. And we've had an opportunity in this lifetime to be in this dom, in the association of Radhakala Chanji, one of the oldest um, the lordships in um, in the West. So there's a lot of mercy here. A lot of mercy. Okay, so text 23, and we're ending chapter 1 uh, of Canto 1 with text 23. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya And the text, of course, is written on the board. Bruhi Yogeshwara Krishne Brahmane Dhamma Vamani Swakashtam at upate dama kam sharanam gata bruhi yogeshwara krishne brahmanye dama vamani swayam kashtam at upate dama kam sharanam gata bruhi yogeshwara krishne brahmanye dama vamani Swam kashtam adunopate dhamakam sharanam gataha. No word for word. Ruhi, please tell Yogeshwara, the Lord of all mystics. Krishna, Lord Krishna, Brahmanye. The absolute truth, Dharma, religion, Vamani, protector, Swam, own, Kashtam, abode, Aduna. Nowadays, Upate, having gone away, Dharma, religion, come, Unto whom? Saranam. Shelter. Gataha. Gone. Gone. The translation here is since Sri Krishna, the absolute truth, the master of mystic powers, has departed. For his own abode, please tell us to whom the religious principles have now gone for shelter. 
again. Since Sri Krishna, the absolute truth, the master of all mystic powers, has departed for his own abode, please tell us to whom the religious principles have now gone for shelter. Purport, essentially, religion is the prescribed codes enunciated by the personality of Godhead himself. Whenever there is gross misuse or neglect of the principles of religion, the Supreme Lord appears himself to restore religious principles. This is stated in the Bhagavad Gita. Here, the sages of Namasaranya are inquiring about these principles. The reply to this question is given later. The Srimad Bhagavatam is the transcendental sound representation of the personality of Godhead. And thus, it is the full representation of transcendental knowledge and religious principles. All of a sudden, I think of a gong should go off or a big, what is it, the... um, not the tambourines, but, uh, well, symbols, cartels. Something to announce a profound statement has been made. Hare Krishna. Profound statements are being made every time you open up the scriptures. And at this point, we're starting with the conversation between Sutta and the sages, well, we're we're going to have, we're having the uh, conversation between the sages at Namasaranya and Sutta Goswami as he is repeating the conversation between Sukadev Goswami and Pariksha. And we really should take shelter of any place where we can hear the Lord's words that have been passed down through the Acharyas, through disciplic succession, as the sages of Namasaranya are doing. And we have the opportunity. We have it here in the temples. And they have it when you're going out for book distribution, you're handing out books. And for those fortunate souls, they're all fortunate hearing the the holy name to take the time out and hear these instructions, um, to read the Bhagavad Gita, to hear directly from the Lord's lips, no rewrite of the essence 
of what he's saying is necessary. We're very fortunate, but can you imagine in Satya Yuga, the average lifetime was 100,000 years. In Treta Yuga, it was 10,000 years. In Dwarpa Yuga, Dwarpa, it was 1,000 years. And in Kali Yuga, it's a hundred years if you're really lucky and there's a big celebration. But in those other youths, you had the opportunity to study all of the scriptures. You had the time. Even in a thousand years, I, I would imagine. But you know what? We've no doubt been in those time periods. But now we're here. But the Lord, just like a loving parent, like the ultimate supreme loving parent, does not forget his child. You may not be able to wake up and see him with your material eyes every day, but he is so available in our hearts. And he's available, period, to us. So he it um, mentions here, the um, the fact that the inevitably the Lord ascended to uh, the spiritual world to uh, Goloka Vrindavan, and you think about this age that we live in right now, and when you really understand what you're reading, when you really understand the rich nectar of these instructions and how we've been given such simple, basic instructions to grasp it, when you get it, you want to give it to somebody else, and when you see someone else taking baby steps to grasp it, it basic kind of gets you. It's to like, grasp it. this is really when you important. get it, take shelter. Take shelter of this. And uh, thank you. And I think that sometimes, thank you so much, Prabhu. Sometimes we don't really mean um, to be offensive when we're trying to not hit someone over the head with logic, because you can't. But when you're trying to make someone want something as bad as you do, you can't. We've all been given free will to accept this information. And the very fact that at this temple, at this dom, and at pretty much any temple, Iskand temple in the world, you have an opportunity to hear not one person over and over again, but you hear a variety of devotees reading the instructions that we've been giving, reading from the scriptures. And Krishna gives you free will to accept what you're hearing from whichever individual that you're receptive to. That's a nice part about it. The point I'm trying to make is that we have been given free will. 
So sometimes the best thing we can do to make someone want something is to be an example, to show them how nice this is, how truly sweet this is, and how wonderful we enjoy each other's company, each other's association, regardless of what part of the earth we come from. I'm telling you, uh, the United Nation has done some really marvelous things, but I don't think it has tapped into what's going on, not only in the temples, but in Mayapur Dam. Okay, I'm speaking of Mayapur Dam because that just happens to be one of my most favorite places outside of Radhakala Chanji Dam. But then there are other places too. Vrindavan Dam, oh my good Lord. If we could just allow people to see the reflection of the joy that goes on in the life of a devotee that's God conscious, Krishna conscious, people would be running, knocking those doors down just to sit in the company of the Lord and in the company of devotees that are sincere to this movement. Sometimes we don't really realize what we have. And in the short amount of time that we have it, Krishna's taking Lord Chaitanya. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has taken care of all of that. Chant. It's nice if you can read all of the scriptures, but the average devotee in a temple barely has time outside of service to go home, wash up, brush your teeth, rest, and then come back and do service. But it's wonderful. I wouldn't trade it for anything. But the Lord knew that in Kali Yuga, we would have a limited amount of time to do things that were done in previous yugs. So he gave us something very simple. And why is it sometimes that the most simple things are the most complicated? I can never figure that out. But if you give me something that's intense, I got it. But if you give me something that's simple, it's like, what? I, I, I can't fathom that. Maybe it's only me that this happens to. But I don't want to say that the scriptures are elementary. Um, it takes a special soul to recognize his own language from previous lifetimes. And we've been given an opportunity in these material bodies to once again to come and to hear, and to have the opportunity to decide that this is the lifetime that I decide to stop fooling around, messing around, and I'm going to finally do something. What does it take for us to just look at our lives, look at where we are, look at what we're doing, and Look at where it has us and where is it taking us. 
and just analyze. Are you really, really happy with where you are right now? Have you been happy all of your life? I'm not trying to depress you. I'm just saying, open your eyes and look around. And with me, I will get, and most people will frown on this, but I'm rebellious. (laughs) I'm a little warrior. I'll read the newspaper at least once a week. I like to know what's going on in the world if I'm traveling or if I'm stepping outside the door. I want to know if it's raining. Of course, I could see it or hear it. But if you look in the newspapers, if you turn on the TV real quick, and listen to the news, you will discover that not only do we have something similar to a case system, we have the rich, the middle class, and the low class. That sounds like, to me, that sounds like a a caste system because in each one of those classes, People are treated differently according to what they have. It's not fair. It isn't fair. We should all be given the same opportunities and encouraged in the same way. But because of the heritage that we've been given in our lives, it doesn't exactly happen that way. Uh, Not only in other countries, but in the United States. Getting back to looking at what's going on around you or listening. Most of us, if we've been on our toes, have heard that some of the most richest, the most famous people in the world have had every possible sense gratification that money can buy, that travel can buy, that the senses can perceive. And what do some of them do? They totally check out. They, Some of them take their own lives or they live in such a way that they minimize the length of their lifetimes because you have got to come to an understanding that in this material world, we can never be happy with the material Conditions. The devotee has an opportunity to work with the material conditions and dovetail it in Krishna's service. And when we're doing that, whether we're on earth or in hell, we are in the association of the Lord until we are there physically with them. So there is an answer to it. But exactly what does it take For someone to go from picking up a book to reading it to chanting to having devotee association to hearing from the senior disciples, the acharyas. What does it take for them to decide this is the day that I'm going to do it? Because you know now that you don't have to get to my age. You don't have to be uh, someone older than, if my parents had lived older than them, they would have been in their, I think my my dad would have been 100 or so. My mom would have been in her 90s. 
But we have people that are living like that. You don't have to get to that point um, in your lifetime when this when death knocks at the door. You have babies that are coming into the world just taking birth in the womb and leaving their bodies. You have children and um that's the one thing I think they really got me watching the uh commercials on TV. You have a, a commercial where it shows children that are coming into the world with cancer, various types of cancers, and your heart goes out to them, and you do not even want to to think about why this child is in this particular condition. You wouldn't. If it were your child, you wouldn't want someone to say, well, you know, in their previous... Nope, don't do it. But the point is, you don't have to be older to check out of this world by Krishna's arrangement. Uh, you never have had to. Now we're becoming more aware of it. You look around, and I'm not trying to depress anyone, but I'm just saying reality check. Look around you. There are so many lessons that we're being given. We're seeing people that have a lot, people that don't have a lot, and they take from others. People in every walk of life, in every country, they're going through some issue. The weather conditions have changed to such an extent, as was spoken of in the 12th Canto, you don't know winter from summertime. As a matter of fact, it's difficult to tell what season we're in half the time. These are things that were spoken of, and they're things that are coming to pass. And still, we're knowledgeable with this information, and we kind of blow it off like, uh, yeah, probably not something I need to give my attention to today. What does it take for us to give our attention to the scriptures? Um, I came up in a time of, um, oh, I would say the 70s really rocked for me. Um, there's, there was a song, and uh, the song, um, trying to remember the artist, but it talks about really understanding what's going on, and, and the, the singer says, um, he talks about love taking years, uh, and fears, and then he says, you have not learned to cry. Some of us have not really had the situation where we're like walking into a brick wall, and bam, there's no place else to go. And sometimes that's what we need in order to take hold of the lotus feet of Lord Krishna. So I'm, I don't want to bum you out. I don't want to tell you all the negative things, but we want to be reality-based in Krishna consciousness. We can't tiptoe around the truths. But this particular section, the text, with the conversation between the sages and Namasaranya, is giving us an opportunity to take advantage of any opportunity that we have to hear the scriptures and it speaks of um, when Lord Krishna 
left the material planet. Let me read the purport again. Essentially, no, no, let's go back to the translation so I can pull this back to the point of the subject. Since Sri Krishna, the absolute truth, the master of all mystic powers, has departed for his own abode, please tell us to whom the religious principles have now gone for shelter. And earlier the point I was trying to make that even though Krishna may not physically be in front of us and you can't see him 24-7, well, you could. But most of us are doing various things, so we don't realize that Krishna is with us always. He's Paramatma, he's in the heart, he's always with us. The question is, where, what was left for us, the religious principles? And I said, as the Supreme Father, we're never left alone. Essentially, religion is the prescribed code enunciated by the personality of Godhead himself. Whenever there is gross misuse or neglect of the principles of religion, which is going on now, the Supreme Lord appears himself to restore religious principles. This is stated in Bhagavad Gita. Here the sages in Namasaranya are inquiring about these principles. The reply to this question is given later. The Srimad Bhagavatam is the transcendental sound representation of the personality of Godhead. And thus, it is the full representation of transcendental knowledge and religious principle. So Krishna left us with all the knowledge that it takes to get back to the spiritual world. All of it. And after chapter 1, in Canto 1, it will go into the various ways and what has exactly happened so that we know that we were not left alone. Instructions, the instructions are there. And I wanted to read, and I think I'll find this a little bit quicker than I found something the last time, but it was at the end of the 12th canto when the Lord was ascending to the spiritual (laughs) universe. Um, And it talks about all of the conditions that were going on at the time the uh, sound of animals, how they were doing unusual things. Uh, Their behavior was a little bit different. How the weather was so different. And let's see if this will come in clear. Ah. Hmm. 
See if I can read the uh, Sanskrit Devi Dandu Bio Nida Patu Samanasas Chakat Satyam Damo Dirtabume Kirti Srishchanutam Yaya. The translation for this. This is, um, I think this is the last chapter in Cantos uh, 12, text 7. And it says, As soon as Lord Sri Krishna left the earth, truth, religion, faithfulness, glory, and beauty immediately followed him. And it speaks of the kettle drums, the sounds of the kettle drums that resounded in the heavens and the flowers that were showered from the skies. And after the first chapter here in Canto 1, it will go on to explain exactly what happened to the religious principles when the Lord ascended to the spiritual planet, to Goloka Vrindavan. Um, there's so much that an individual um, that's grasping or trying to grasp Krishna consciousness can say, and I, I must admit, sometimes I can just totally get carried away with the topic, but I can never, ever say that you can read the scriptures enough and grasp it, because every single time, you're going to get something different. You're going to get something extra. And if you take away nothing else, continue to chant your rounds, to read. Read Srila Prabhupada's books. The gurus, the GBCs, the members that have written books, um, expounding on Srila Prabhupada's books. They're excellent books that are out. Read the scriptures. Have devotee association, good devotee association. If you question what is good devotee association and you don't really have someone to ask, and there are some really solid devotees in this temple that will give you an example of the type of devotee um, that you want to have association with. Pray to Krishna, and he will send you that particular devotee. Just thought I'd toss that out there. In every chance that you get, every chance that you get, if a sannyasi um, is here, or a senior disciple, or someone that's realizing the scriptures, someone that's trying to really be a self-realized soul, and it doesn't happen overnight. If they're here and they're able to come before the Lord and speak of the scriptures, take advantage of that. Um, I remember my Guru Dave, and then I'm going to end at this point. Guru Dave saying, and that was probably around the time that he thought he knew I was sitting in the classes that he was given, and my mind was half on him and half out the window somewhere else. And he had a way of getting your attention. But he was saying, yes, we have these temples of ISKCON. Um, take advantage of them because there may come a day, maybe in your lifetime, maybe in my lifetime, where these temples no longer exist. And you will have to take shelter of the temples in your home. So 
The point I'm making is we have this opportunity. Take advantage of it because you never know when the coin's going to flip to the other side and these advantageous moments are not here. So I'm going to end at this point and we'll pick up with the uh, chapter two uh, after today. Any questions? Any comments? Anyone want to share anything? No? I'm always going to say thank you so much for being here. It does take determination, uh, even though it's required of devotees to wake up early in the morning. There's so much going on sometimes as a challenge. But I'm very appreciative for everyone that's here. Thank you so much. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Gora Pramananda. Haribo.